0: Hey, fam. Hello, 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 hello. Family, I have a word from the Lord. Um, I was laying in my bed, you know, the usual, listening to my praise and worship music. And I just got this feeling in my spirit that it's a shift that's happening. Like, God is making his children's names great in this hour. Like, you're going to begin to see people fall, but other people being raised up. And I know we've said this before, but it's already beginning to happen if you perceive it. But you are going to see it more and more and more, right? So when I was laying in my bed before I had even felt that, I was like, "Lord, like if it's anything you want to talk about with your children today, let let your daughter know, you know, let your daughter know I got you." (laughs) And that's like it was a couple things he brought into my spirit, but. I want to start with this one because it's, it's beautiful. So let's go to Isaiah 62. Hallelujah. And it says, Because I love Zion, I will not keep still. Because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. And in reading this, right, I want to, um, give you just a second, hold on. I I just began to think about how Jesus is our high priest and how he intercedes for our behalf, right? How he intercedes to the father for us. And, um, that's in Hebrews four, right? And I'm going to read you just the verse real quick. It's Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And like just reading this part, like the Lord, I, I just know he's saying this. He's saying, I will not stop praying for you. Until your righteousness shines like dawn. Until everybody can see the glory that I give you. I will not stop praying for you. And until your salvation blazes like a burning torch. Until you are all the way on fire for me. I will not stop praying for you. And I know that is the Lord because I know that he intercedes on our behalf. It says the nations will see your righteousness. World leaders will be blinded by your glory and you will be given a new name by the Lord's own mouth. The Lord will hold you in his hand for all to see. Hallelujah. The scripture is saying that god opposes the proud and he gives grace to the humbled right and i witnessed that in my own life every time i would try to go do something and i didn't seek ye first the kingdom of god i could feel god was opposing me i could feel the resistance like oh i ain't say that it was uncomfortable to me but when I go and I pray to the father and I go at his feet and I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do? I now have, I feel his grace. I have access to his grace. Not when I go to God and I tell him what I want him to do. But when I humble myself and I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do? What, what can I do? It's grace there. I'm no longer working against God, but now I'm working for him. That's why he opposes the pride because you're trying to tell God how to be God. So he's opposing that. Like, how are you telling me what I'm going to do? I'm God. But when you, when you go into that secret place and you say, Lord, what do I need to do? He'll give you grace. I'm telling you, he'll give you grace. And it says a splendid crown in the hand of God. But even when he says the Lord will hold you in his hand for all to see, he is elevating his kids. I'm telling you, kingdom. the kingdom is taking over. kingdom is taking over. I'm telling you, the kingdom is taking over in the name of Jesus. Never again will you be called the forsaken city or the dust of the land. Your new name will be the city of God's delight. And the bride of God, mm, 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 Jesus, 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 for the Lord delights in you and will claim you as his bride. Your children will commit themselves to you. O Jerusalem, just as a young man commits himself to his bride, then God will rejoice over you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. O Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen on your walls. They will pray day and night continually. And in reading that, the Lord is saying, I have people interceding on your behalf. I have people praying for you. People that you don't even know. I can give somebody a vision of you across the world and they are interceding on your behalf. Trust that God got you. Trust that he will not rest until all he has said about you is done. God's not the God that rests when he has work to do. He doesn't do that. Because didn't God form everything and then on the Sabbath day he rested? He didn't take no break. He formed what he did. He had to do what he had to do. And that's the same thing with you in your life. God's not going to take no Sabbath on you. He is going to complete what he does. And it says... Take no rest, all you who pray to the Lord. Give the Lord no rest until he completes his work, until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. The Lord has sworn to Jerusalem by his own strength. I will never again hand you over to your enemies. Never again will foreign warriors come and take away your grain and new wine. No more. Have no fear about the enemy and the locusts and the kangaroo. Don't worry about that stuff. Have no fear because God got you. God got you. Do not be afraid. He, you are right in His hand, and can't nobody take you out. Stop worrying about. How it was in Egypt. Yes, we were in Egypt. Yes, we were slaves in Egypt. Yes, we were. But God has set us free. What happened to Pharaoh and his chariots and his chariots? What happened? Remember that. You raise the grain and you will eat it. Praising praising the Lord. Within the courtyards of the temple, you yourselves will drink the wine you have pressed. Oh, this just came into my spirit. Oh, Jesus. For years, some of you have been praying. And praying. You've been in captivity. But you've you've been praying. And you've been praying. And you've been trusting God. And you've been praying. Hallelujah. And the Lord is saying, you shall eat. The fruit of what you have prayed. You you have sown so much in prayer. And now you are reaping what you have prayed for. Hallelujah. God is so good. (laughs) God is so good. He says you raise the green and you will eat it. When, When I read that part, God brought it into my spirit. So many of you have been praying for years for things. And God is saying, I am giving it to you. You shall see it spring forth. Within the courtyards of the temple, you yourself will drink the wine you have pressed. Go out through the gates. Prepare the highway for my people to return. Smooth out the road. Pull out the boulders. Raise a flag for all the nations to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when I read that part, that's when I knew the Lord was talking to me. Because we on the highway to holiness. It's an acceleration to how we get in there. And the Lord is just saying that he's placing people in your lives to get you to where you need to be. You got to understand with God, God said let there be and there was. All it takes is one command from the Lord and that's it. All God got to say in your life is let there be and there will be all it takes. Sorry, I'm getting my charger. All it takes is that a let there be and there will be. Okay, fam. So just know we want this acceleration to this highway of holiness. He is getting everything ready for you because you are about to accelerate. Hallelujah. The Lord has sent this message to every land. Tell the people of Israel, look, your savior is coming. See, he he brings his reward with him as he comes. They will be called the holy people and the people redeemed by the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's how I knew that this shift that the Lord was talking about was happening. Because he's saying everybody's going to know. And Jerusalem will be known as the desirable place. And the city no longer forsaken. For so long. People has been saying. Oh you've been saying he, that Jesus is coming back for years. People have been saying that. But now it's time where people are going to begin to see. He is very much here. He has very much risen. And people are going to know it. Because they're going to say. Those people right there are the holy people. Those people are the people redeemed by the Lord. Hallelujah. Believe in that and trust in that. Believe in that and trust in that. And I wanted to um, talk also briefly to you guys about the hunger for God. When you hungry. When you hungry for him. Listen. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Excuse me. Verse 6 God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, they will be satisfied. Other um, transcripts can say, or for righteousness. To want to know the father. God will bless it. All you have to do is be hungry for him. Be thirsty for him. And he will bless it. That's it. You know in this world we are so used to having to work for everything. That when we get to the kingdom we're like it's just that easy. All I got to do is be hungry and thirsty. That's it. That's it. That's it. Let's go to John. And God will bless it. That's it. And God will bless it. That rhyme. That's That's it. And God will bless it. That's it. Let's go to John 6, verse 35. Oh, hallelujah. Okay. Okay, let's let's start at verse twenty six. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that comes that that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. Let's not worry about these things of this world, but let's focus our minds. When you focus your mind, when you have a taste for, because you know when you're hungry, you usually got to taste for something. When you got a taste for eternal life, you are going to want to eat the, the bread of eternal life. And we know that Jesus is the living bread, okay? He's the living bread. Hallelujah. They replied, "We want to perform God's works too. What should we do?" Jesus told them, "This is the only work God wants you wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. That's all God wants you to do. Believe in Jesus. And that's it. Like, yo, God is so good. Just believe in Jesus, and he will do it. He will do it. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them the bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did and now he offers you the true bread from heaven the true bread of god is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world ooh mm, 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 mm. oh jesus 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 who i just love how everything in the bible points back to jesus i just love it so much everything always points back to him everything always points back to jesus for real everything Because, yes, the manna did come falling out the sky, but God provided the manna the same way he provided Jesus. Jesus is the bread that came from the heavens. Oh, Jesus, God is so mighty or he is so good. I just love how everything has pointed you back to Jesus from the beginning. (laughs) Just oh, he's so good. He's so good. Third, they said, give us that bread every day. Who, Jesus? Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them for i have come down from heaven to do the will of god who sent me not to do my own will and this is the will of god that i should not lose even one of those he has given me but that i should raise them up for the at the last day who but i should raise them up at the last day for it is my father's will that all who see his son and believe in him should have eternal life I will raise them up at the last day. Who, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say I came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, stop complaining about what I said, for no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up as it is written in the scriptures. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the father. Only I who was sent from God. Have seen him. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer so the world may live, is my flesh. Who Jesus, 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 Jesus. God is so good, y'all. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give up his flesh to eat? Give us his flesh to eat, they asked. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the son of of the son of man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. I live because of the living father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum, in Capernaum. Eat on Jesus. Feast on him. Jesus is the living word. Eat God's word. Eat his word. And and, and you will have all that you need. It's about eating the word of God. Jesus is the living word. Believe in him in your heart. Store all of God's word in your heart. Store it there. Hunger and thirst after Jesus and God will bless you. Do you get that? Just hunger and thirst after him. Eat him and you will be hungry no more. You will be full. You will be full in the spirit if you will eat God's word. When you begin to eat God's word, you don't care about all the things that you used to run to the money, the sex, the drugs, the alcohol. You don't worry about that food. You don't worry about that stuff because you can eat on God's word. Feast yourself on God's word and he will bless you. And when I say bless you, don't take it always to gifts. God will bless you with him, with his presence, his actual being there. You will feed him. Feast yourself on the Lord. Feast yourself. It's plenty here, it's plenty in the kingdom. It is plenty. Hallelujah. Let's go to John chapter 7. And let's go to verse 37. Let's start at verse 37. On the last day, the climax of the festival, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scriptures declares rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> come to him all who are thirsty come and get you come and drink it's free it's free out here come and drink of this living water and you shall thirst no more you shall thirst no more hallelujah let's go to john 4 let's go to verse 14. And it says, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. So he's talking to Samaritan woman. So talk talking about regular water. So when you just out and you're trying to drink the world. When you're out and you're getting your, your, your drink of the world. Anybody who drinks the things out in the world, you're soon going to become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Who Jesus. Let me tell you something, right? Y'all all know, I've said it before. I used to smoke, right? And it started off little by little. I would smoke a little bit. Then shorty ended up, like, my whole day I used to smoke. I used to be just lit all day. And I'm not even going to say lit because that makes it sound like a good thing. Cause like don't now now I'm lit with Jesus cause he the true light. But you get what I'm saying? That was a counterfeit lit. I'll say that a counterfeit lit. But with Jesus, whenever I feel any when I when I okay, let me let me put it this way. The other day, my kids was getting on my nerves. <laughs> they was getting on my nerves, child. And I remember um I was like getting frustrated and i looked down and it was a book on my bed and it said the fruits of the spirit and instantly god convicted me and he was like you're 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 agitated like you are because you're in your flesh you're in your flesh and i say this because now when i have these different emotions i don't have to go run to worldly substances i don't have to go run to go get something to smoke i don't have to run to go get something to eat i don't have to well i was never really a drinker but let's just say like some people run and they go get them something to drink i don't do those things i run and i go get my bible because it's going to cut me going in and it's going to cut me going out but then it's going to fill me with this bubbling spring do you hear me i'll tell my kids i need some time by myself i need some time with jesus because he, he he gives me that fresh wind that I be needing. So what he is saying is true. All who drink him will never be thirsty again. I will never have to go out and look for something to fill how I'm feeling. Fill a void because God has did it. I have eternal life in him. I could pick up this word of God and I can go read about any way that I'm feeling at the time. I can stay at his feet and ask him to help me. I can ask him, Lord, why do I feel like this? I don't have to go around guessing and walk around with my with a chip on my shoulder. But I can have the creator tell me. I can have my creator tell me why I feel this way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's put it this way, right? Let's say if you order a table and you putting your table together and it's missing a leg are you going to try to go make you a leg or are you going to go back to the manufacturer and be like yo a leg is missing what's good which one are you going to do what are you going to do are you going to go back to the creator and say it was missing or the manufacturer that's that's and tell them it's missing or are you going to try to fill the void yourself And it's the same way with us. We have a creator. We are the creation and we have a creator. God can tell you everything that that is so. He can tell you about yourself very well. Ask me how I know. But you gotta ask them. Because listen, God opposes the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Now we gotta go to that real quick. It is, hold on, hold on, hold on, you Don't am trying to pick which one, all right, we just go to James. I kind of want to read it to you in a red, dude. Hold on. Here you just a second. Okay. Let's um, go to Matthew 23, verse 12. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. It's about humbling yourself and saying, God, I need you. God, why do I feel like this? God, why is things going like this? God, what do I do? Do you go into your prayers saying, this is what I want you to do. This is how I need you to do it and thank you. Or do you go into prayer and you're like, God, what can I do for you? How can I live my life for you today? Like you get what I'm saying? God, thank you. Like sometimes you just go into your prayer and with a thank you because it's already done. Hallelujah! It's already done. Hallelujah. Let's go to um, First Peter. Five, verse 5 and it says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble so humble yourself under the mighty power of God and at the right time he will lift you up in honor give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like. Go to God. Tell him how you feel. Give him everything. Humble yourself. At the right time. He will lift you up in honor. And what's so good about God is. He does all of the work. It's already done. But he's still saying. I want to honor you. Like. Oh, he's so good, Joel. Like, he's so good. He He's just so good. Because that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother day But how it's already done. It's already done. I want to take you to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 12. Second chapter, chapter, Corinthians chapter 12. I'm sorry. This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body. But I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding That they cannot be expressed in words. Things no human is allowed to tell. That experience is worth boasting about. But I'm not going to do it. I will only boast about my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so. Because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh. A messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in my insults, my hardships, my persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And family, I pull especially this one out because like this is a banger in my life. Like I remember when I first got this, it it, breakthrough happened when I first read that. But. Each time he asked God to remove the thorn, he said, my grace is all that you need. My power works best in your weakness. He went to God. He humbled himself. Paul wasn't trying to go out in these streets and find a way to fill a void. He went to God and said, Lord, can you remove it? And each time he said, my grace is all that you need. It's about God's grace. His grace is all that you need. You go to God. You cast all your cares, all your worries onto him and you let him do what he will do. Okay? And another thing I want to bring about Paul is, Paul, we seen his resume. We know Paul used to persecute Christians and stuff. We know, but look at the honor. We're still talking about Paul. We're still talking about Paul today. God is a man of his word. Paul humbled himself before God. And God is still lifting Paul up in honor today. (laughs) He is a promise-keeping kind of guy. Just trust him. Trust him. Okay, trust him. Or is there anything else you want me to say to your children? Hold on, fam. Let's go to Luke chapter 6. God blesses you who are who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. For all of His children that is hungry for Him, you want more of Him. He is telling me to tell you that you will be satisfied. I decree and I declare that over your life that you will be satisfied in the name of Jesus. Keep eating, keep eating, because you will be satisfied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And oh who we are in the great feast, y'all. This is the great feast. This the parable he was talking about is the feast, and it's all about Jesus. We all are eating his body. Hallelujah. We are all eating him, and we are getting full off of what he provides, like his body flesh and his blood. We are getting full off of that. That's what the feast is about. It's eating on Jesus. Hallelujah. It's eating on him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, is there anything else you want me to say to your children before we close out? Let's go to Revelation 21. Verse 6. And he said, it is finished. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of water and life. And all who are victorious will inherit all these blessings. And I will be their God and they will be my children. Family, it is finished. It's finished. It's finished. The Lord is quenching thirst. He's quenching your thirst for him. He is making you satisfied. You are, are gonna be so content. Just keep trusting on him. Indeed, it's coming, is here, is here, is here, says the Lord. Is here. You shall be satisfied, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear him saying, get ready for this abundance, make room for this excuse me family make room for this abundance make room hallelujah make room all right hallelujah oh lord okay let's go to um isaiah 54 really quick (laughs) jesus the the holy spirit be long-winded joy i would be like all right i'm about to close the holy spirit like we ain't finished (laughs) um Let's go to verse 2. Enlarge your house and build an addition. Spread out your home and spare no expense. For soon you'll be bursting at the seams. Soon you will be bursting at the seams. Take that. Because that's what God's doing in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Soon. Keep, just say it. Say it. Say soon I will be bursting at the seams in the name of Jesus. And it's going to happen. Trust them. Okay? I love y'all so, so much. Let's say it together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.